The reading today is taken from Isaiah chapter 45, verses 1 to 6. This is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of, to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armour and to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honour, though you do not acknowledge me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me, so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, men may know there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Now the reading that we've just heard may not seem an obvious choice for today. But within those words are a phrase which has really captured my heart and uh, something that I really want to share with you this morning. It is from Isaiah 45 and it's particularly verse 3. This is where the Lord speaks to Cyrus and says, I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places. Now clearly we're talking here of a culture which was before the time of secure storerooms or safes. And the normal custom of the time would have been to hide valuables under the ground or in dark and secret places. This would be true of personal belongings. It would also be true of treasures owned by particular nations. And two cities in particular were full of treasure, Babylon and Sardis. And those treasures were hidden in this kind of way. Now, when Cyrus, the king of Persia, conquered the kingdom of Babylon, the Lord himself showed Cyrus where the treasures were to be found. Immense wealth that was hidden in places of darkness in those two cities and possibly elsewhere as well. Now, this was all part of a bigger plan because once Cyrus conquered Babylon, the next step was that the uh, children of Israel, the Israelites would be able to return as from their time of exile and go back to their homeland in Jerusalem. And they did that not long after this story. Cyrus himself was not a believer in the God of Israel, but God was using him as the means whereby his own people could return to Jerusalem. But before that happened, here was another amazing moment when God himself revealed to Cyrus the treasures of darkness hidden in Babylon and elsewhere. And it's that phrase, treasures of darkness, which I think is especially important today. There is no question about the darkness which stretches around the land and across the world at the present time. It takes a number of different forms, but it's all linked to coronavirus. Perhaps greatest of all, 
is the darkness associated with the deaths of people that we know and those who we don't know in vast numbers across the world. And associated with that are all the complications around isolation in death and distancing in grief. As people are not able to gather together at this most significant time in their lives in the way that they would normally expect to do. Alongside that are the pressures that come with life under lockdown. Increasingly, people are not okay. Those who were fine when it all began, but are finding that the restrictions are really beginning to affect their mental and emotional well-being. There is a fear over the future. When will this end? No clear exit strategy. And the economic repercussions. Some people out of work now and unable to meet their basic needs. Others on reduced income. And many facing the longer term challenges which will inevitably come in due course. And if we think globally, then for some, the economic repercussions of not being able to work are immediately uh, catastrophic. There is the thought that in certain countries, there may be more people who tragically die of starvation than who die of the virus itself because of the circumstances in which we find ourselves now. And all this leads to deeper questions about life and about God. That in times of crisis, people can either be drawn to God, recognising that he cares for us and journeys with us, or people sadly can be turned away from God because they cannot see beyond their immediate suffering and pain. And so there is truly a lot of darkness, deep challenges that surround us at this time. But I believe that God wants to say to us today, I will give you the treasures of darkness. The treasures of darkness. That's amazing, isn't it? I wonder what are these treasures? They're not material things such as silver or gold or precious jewels, the likes of what might have been discovered by Cyrus in the original context of these words. But rather, God has different kinds of treasures to give to us today. Different riches to be uncovered in the secret places of our lives at this particular time. You see, we can live through this period in a number of different ways. We can live through it in constant fear and panic. We can live in it through it with that ever desire to return to normal, whatever normal might have been. Or we can live with a constant craving after becoming more active and busy like we used to be. But there is a much better way to live through this time. And the way that God desires us to live is that we might uncover the spiritual treasures which God has to open up to us in and through the darkness of this time. The riches that are stored in secret places, which God might specifically want to reveal. Now, all I can do is to suggest to you what some of those treasures might be. It is the Holy Spirit himself who will reveal them to you. But let me suggest what they might look like. And one of those treasures of darkness, I believe, at this time, 
is an appreciation of creation. There is so much that God has made in this world around us, and often we miss its beauty and its wonder. Just at the moment, it's so much quieter everywhere. It feels as if there are more birds around, spring is in the air, gardens are coming to life, and we are appreciating the world that God has made that previously went unnoticed. And this is a real treasure in the darkness. Take in the beauty, the sights, the sounds, the better quality of air, and the sense of wonder at all that God has made. Appreciate his creation. Breathe it. Be thankful for it. Open your eyes to it. And then another treasure that I believe God is bringing to us is his own unconditional love. We know that God loves us, but this head knowledge needs to journey down into our hearts and minds. You are special to God today, whoever you are and however you feel. And I think that some of us really do need to hear this message. There are some who will inevitably ask, how can a loving God allow this kind of suffering? The truth is that God does not bring these things upon us. Disasters such as what we're experiencing at the moment are part of our fallen, broken and fractured world. But God can use these times to show us real treasure, treasure in the darkness that we might not necessarily see in the bright lights. And one of those treasures is to know how much he loves us. Just a little bit further on from Isaiah 45, going into chapter 54 and verse 10. These wonderful words, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken nor my covenant of peace removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. That's an amazing promise. Whatever else might be shaken, God's unfailing love will never be shaken. Open that treasure and see and accept God's unconditional love for you today, that you are chosen and special to him. And that leads me to another treasure, which is time to listen, to be still and to pray. Now, this may not be true for everyone, but certainly it's true for some. There are some people who are incredibly busy at this present time, indeed more stretched than they were previously. But others have a lot more time. And that is a gift from God that needs to be used well. Stillness doesn't come easily, but it is a great blessing. My own life at the moment is very full indeed, but I've been consciously trying to carve out time to listen to God, to listen to messages from other people, and to be in that place of receiving as well as giving. In the week before Easter, Lord Abbey made their Holy Week retreat sessions available online. I found those to be a great blessing. And then this week, We've had Spring Harvest online, which is another great resource, which I mentioned earlier. Yes, time to listen, time to be still, and time to pray. 
remembering the words of Psalm 46 and verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Being still doesn't just mean pausing for a moment or two. It means allowing God to bring you to that place of complete stillness, of harmony with him, of hearing, receiving, understanding his word and his love and the power of his Holy Spirit. And out of that comes another treasure, which is the opportunity to develop relationships. That may seem to be a little bit strange because we are at the moment isolated from one another. But nevertheless, this is a time when we can be more connected. Whether you use the phone or the internet or post, there are ways of linking up with people and developing the relationships that you already have and making new ones. There may be fractured relationships that need attention. And now is the time to reach out to those who perhaps you haven't spoken to for quite a long while. Make some contact with them. There is a huge difference between living alone and being lonely. And for those who are alone at this time, there is every opportunity to call a friend, to link up with some form of communication to others in a meaningful way. And those relationships may not be local because this is a global issue. And most of us have the means of connecting right across the world. Just before I recorded this message today, I was joining with the trustees of Mercy Mission and we together were talking with Charlie Tom in India. And it was wonderful to be able to hear from Charlie and to come up to date a little bit on the immense challenges that they have in their community, some very similar to ours, but in some ways it is different and even more challenging. Over the last two or three weeks in our family, we've had more communication with our daughter in Uganda than we do usually, just because there has been time and opportunity to do that. And that's just two examples of the more global connection that is so significant at this time. And we can find creative ways of developing relationships with other people, things that you can do together through whatever medium of communication that you have. That is a treasure that God is giving to you, not something to be disregarded and brushed over, but to be grasped, appreciated, and to use to the full. But ultimately, as we think of the treasures in, in the darkness, for me, there is one greatest treasure that far surpasses all the others. And that is a call to trust in Christ alone, because the greatest treasure is Jesus himself. To link up with some of the previous Sundays that we've had in SBC online, Jesus is the pearl of greatest price. Jesus is the one whose door is always open. Jesus is the one who journeyed through isolation and fear to the place of faith and victory. Jesus is the risen Lord through whom everything is different. 
If we look again at the verse that I've been speaking about, and particularly read it to the very end, it's very important to see this. Where the Lord said to Cyrus, and through him he says to us, I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Who summons you by name. The God who is giving you the treasures of darkness is calling you by name. He knows exactly who you are, how you are, where you are, and he summons you today to put your trust completely in him and to know that he is in every way dependable. If we go across into the New Testament, into the words of Jesus in John chapter 10, where he speaks of himself as the good shepherd and talks of his followers as his sheep. Verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. No one will snatch them out of my hand. That is the promise of Jesus to those who are trusting him and following him today. And that is a great treasure to be uncovered in the darkness. These are the treasures of darkness which God is wanting you to discover today. In a moment, we're going to uh, share in that wonderful hymn, The King of Love is My Delight. And within that song, there's a beautiful phrase which says, troubled minds can know his peace, captive hearts can be released. It may be that in this moment, you feel that you have a troubled mind and you are disturbed in so many ways, and you need to know God's peace. Or it may be that you feel your heart is captured by the circumstances in which you are living, as if that's a chain around you, and you need to be released in order to trust completely in Jesus and know the fullness of life that he is able to bring. The King of Love is my delight. Let's enter into this song and then after that we'll be led in our prayers. <laughs> 